0: Now, 7.42, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's eventful surprise visits to Beijing this week has certainly drawn global attention. He reportedly spent his 35th birthday in Beijing. Um, we know he was in Beijing. The reportedly part there... It really surrounds the mystery about exactly how old he is. This year marks 70 years of diplomatic ties between the two sides. So that was reason enough to celebrate. It all seems to suggest a strong relationship today as well, and a possible message to US President Trump before his expected second summit with Chairman Kim. Let's discuss more, first by welcoming Dr. Tong Zhao, fellow at the Carnegie Tsinghua Center for Global Policy. Good morning to you from Seoul morning. Thank you very much for joining us. So, I mean, this was, in less than a year, Chairman Kim's fourth trip to China. That, in itself, must be something that that people are are thinking, well, this is different, this is positive from a Chinese perspective? Well,
1: yes, I mean, it came as a little surprise. Uh, I was not expecting he visited. China so quickly um, and so often, Um, you know, there must be some uh, important motivation. But in theory, from the North Korean perspective, the best strategy for North Korea is to, you know, play the two big powers, United States and China, off each other. Um, So he, you know, Kim Jong Un shouldn't have wanted uh, for North Korea to be seen as too dependent and too close uh, to China. That doesn't help create the greatest breathing space uh, for North Korea. So why did he come to China again? And in such a high-profile manner, the village was announced uh, right after he arrived in Beijing. Um, So I think maybe one logical explanation is that um, the North uh, Korea-U.S. bilateral uh, nuclear negotiation is not going very well. Um, So facing this reported upcoming second Trump-Kim summit, Kim Jong-un himself may not be very confident about uh, the the results of this summit he's now sure that he can play uh, president trump again and trick him into making uh, important concessions as he did uh, the first time at singapore last year Um, i don't think north korea is ready to give up its nuclear weapons but the u.s is really insisting on north korea Making uh, real and uh, substantive uh, concessions on the nuclear issue, and is still insisting on uh, maintaining the maximum pressure before, Nor- uh, before North Korea, you know, back, you know, con- concedes. So Kim is not in a very uh, con- uh, you know comfortable situation. So he really needs to show that China has his back. And if the U.S. does not cooperate, uh, if the U.S. continues the sanctions, etc., North Korea can still fare well. I think that's a negotiating strategy of Kim Jong-un in order to obtain more leverage for his upcoming summit with President Trump.
0: If we look at the pattern, though, of last year, we, we saw Chairman Kim go to China Before that first ever meeting with President Moon Jae-in, we saw him go to China, again it was just the month before meeting President Trump. He then went to China straight after that meeting with President Trump. It would certainly start to look, if we are about to see an imminent second summit with Trump, like Chairman Kim is somehow seeking coordination or advice from China every time he speaks to President Trump. What are we supposed to read into that?
1: Again, I mean, it made sense for the first few times because um, you know, before his first visit to China, uh, the bilateral relationship between Beijing and Pyongyang was very, at a very low point. Um, so it made sense for Kim to, to court his Chinese counterpart Uh, last year to quickly recover and repair the bilateral relationship uh, to win Chinese support but he has achieved all that Uh, he has managed to quickly improve the bilateral relationship Um, China you know uh, expressed uh, a willingness to support North Korea and he already has that so why is again coming to China to show the entire world that the North Korea-China relationship is really closer, and even much closer, than the North Korea-US relationship, but even than the North Korea-South Korea relationship.
0: In- indeed. Uh, Just one more question before we let you go, because we're going to come to a second guess in a moment. I wanted to ask you whether you think it's particularly important that the U.S. and China reach a breakthrough in their trade standoff, if they're also going to be able to coordinate on North Korean denuclearization.
1: Well, I'm a little skeptical about this connection between U.S.-China trade negotiation and uh, North Korean issue um china really wants to uh, solve the trade dispute with the united states very quickly because it is having a very important impact very negative impact on chinese economy and so for Kim Jong Un to visit at this time it's putting chinese in an uncomfortable situation um China, uh, Kim is in town. China needs to reward Kim, needs to promise more economic and trading cooperation with North Korea. That doesn't play well with the United States. So I don't think China wants to use so-called North Korea card um, to to win benefits in the, in the trade dispute with the United States. That simply doesn't make much sense for China.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Tong Zhao. First of all, for joining us.
1: Sure, nice talking to
0: you again. As always, and now let's welcome another voice we've heard from previously on the show, Professor Mason Ritchie from the Graduate School of International and Area Studies at Hangul University of Foreign Studies here in Seoul. Uh, Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, how are you?
0: Well, good, thanks. Uh, Certainly, we've seen something big to talk about here. It's not quite a breakthrough directly with the US, but would you say overall this is... At least something that could trigger a movement on that summit we're expecting with President Trump.
2: Well, the actual summit itself uh, between Kim and Trump, uh, in some sense, I think would take place uh, uh, independently of uh, of Kim meeting directly with Xi. Um, but obviously, you know, both sides. I particularly uh, uh, would like for, for this um, meeting to take place so that they can uh, coordinate uh, in advance of, of that. And you know, clearly, this is beneficial for Kim insofar as it helps uh, shore up his leverage uh, for the upcoming uh, second summit. Um, and of course, the invitation, so far as we you know, came from she, so she must also believe that this is advantageous for for his position uh as well and as much as anything else, I think uh, he just wants to send the message uh to Washington and to the rest of North Asia and indeed the world that uh things aren't taking place at the beginning of two thousand and nineteen uh, in terms of uh northeast Asian uh you know Korean Peninsula diplomacy like they were uh in 2018, when, of course, Xi and China were largely cut out of the early part of that process. So I think he's uh, making an announcement to Washington that uh, China's, you know, back as a full-fledged player in this diplomatic game.
0: A couple of interesting details sprung up as well this week. I mean, we've been touching, I think, repeatedly on this connection between chairman kim talking to china as an indicator of then going to talk to president trump but this stalemate has been going on for so long the 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 thing is there are some some bits and layers underneath all that for example chairman kim spending around 20 to 30 minutes touring a 300 year old pharmaceutical company and this is while also being an economic technological development zone and in, in the past his focus seemed to have been in china on more high-tech industries w- why why would it be this old pharmaceutical company that now gets his attention
2: yeah that's an, uh, an interesting question um and you know obviously you know these types of summits have multiple audiences uh... and you know those audiences aren't necessarily uh... even you know clearly divided you know sometimes you know one action can have uh... You know, multiple overlapping audiences uh... of course you have the larger strategic issue in terms of uh... the ongoing denuclearization uh... diplomacy and clearly the visit uh, of kim uh... in beijing is intended to shore up leverage there uh... Particularly for the international community and for the United States uh, as audience uh, members uh, of this uh, of this uh, um, meeting between the two leaders, but you also have a domestic audience uh, in North Korea, uh, and you know Kim has said in his New Year's speech and has been pretty consistent over the last few years that he's really interested in economic development and moving the country forward, uh, and the country not having to quote unquote tighten its belt anymore. Uh, and so, obviously, you know, he wants to make sure that that part of uh, his overall policy direction is underlined, and you know, clearly visiting an economic technological development zone uh, is a way of underlining that. Uh, the fact that it's a pharmaceutical company, I think, also interestingly has sort of multiple dimensions to it. Uh, you know, again, you know, he's telling his people, "Hey, I'm also interested in your well-being, so I'm taking a look at." Uh, pharmaceutical uh factory, so we should perhaps look at you know modernizing our economy in that area uh but of course, that's also a relatively innocuous choice right It might be very different if you went to the you know Beijing arms factory or the Beijing steel factory or you know the Beijing you know cyber uh you know cyber hacking factory or yeah, yeah. like that so you know he, it's a very innocuous choice and it also underlines uh i think in some ways uh the fact that the U.S. has gotten a fair amount of bad press uh, for uh, linking uh, humanitarian issues uh, to this larger denuclearization process as well, so I think it's a little bit of a uh, of an elbow in the side of the U.S. Uh, you know the, the the U.S. approach to humanitarian issues notably through the import of of medicines, um, uh, makes the U.S. look bad. So I think this is kind of underlining that fact as well.
0: Interesting, yeah. Um, Another thing that I've noticed before, but particularly this time around, you see Chairman Kim, all smiles, looking very natural, uh, greeting President Xi Jinping, and and this is on video camera, and then he turns around to greet the uh, traditional photographers, and it's suddenly the stern face staring down um it, it, it's almost like you know he's not aware that the video cameras are also just picking up all those previous movements and and smiles and and it seems to sh- suggest he's trying to give off this image uh, still uh, of a stern faced ruler H- how do you see the evolution of chairman kim right now as a as a diplomat overseas well
2: in general i think that uh he's uh Done a pretty good job of what I think he's trying to do, which is to, in, let's say, launder his image uh, so that he appears uh, less threatening. And insofar as he's the proxy of all of North Korea, North Korea appears uh, less threatening. Um, you know, he's trying to present North Korea uh, as a quote-unquote normal country. Yeah, uh, that you know it's. Uh, leader goes to summits just like other leaders do. That its leader is interested in economic development just like other states' leaders are, and I think largely that uh, image laundering narrative, uh, both for himself and the country more generally, uh, has worked. Uh, you know whether or not uh, the the two faced uh, Kim that you see, uh, you know smiling and greeting on the one hand, uh, leaders. And the general public, uh, and then stern-faced uh, you know, uh, approaches to, to photographers represents a slip-up or something intentional. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, uh, you know, he may think that some of those pictures are going to end up, uh, you know, back at home, in, in which case, uh, you know, having a stern face, you know, may uh, be important for him appearing. You know,
0: legal. That, that's indeed exactly what I was wondering, Professor Ritchie. We've got to leave it there. Thank you very much. Great to have you with us on the line.
2: Great. Thanks for thanks for having me again. Have a nice day.
0: You too.